Welcome jurors to Dueling Advocates, where everybody gets an advocate. In today's case, we will evaluate if price gouging is evil. I don't think it's evil at all. I think it's simply a misnomer for market pricing. Nah, I don't think so. I think uh, given the context of price gouging and the place in which it's put in effect, right? It's around emergencies or situations of that nature. But even if we keep it broad and just say in general, the, just the act of gouging, yeah, I think there is, there is a, an actual key item there in which it allows for deceptive practices and trades to take place, which, yeah, I think it should be legal. Well, deceptive practices and trades, that's something entirely different. That's fraud. When people say price gouging, they're just complaining because they don't like how high the price is. They think that it's, it's outside of the lines of the regular market price. However, that's impossible to do unless you have government intervention. When, when a price is set it, and it's too high, it'll never sell. It's as simple as that. That's the way the free market works. If, if I try at a garage sale to sell some old pair of shorts for $10 million, it's not going to sell. I hope it sells, but it's not going to sell. And if it doesn't sell, that just means that I priced it too high because the market was unwilling to, to bear the $10 million customer. So that's, that's what ends up happening. If, however, the person charges a lot of money for the item and somebody buys it, that means it's a fair market price because that person was unable or unwilling to find a better price elsewhere, and yet they still felt that that item would have benefited their life enough to have paid that price, hence making it a fair market price at that moment. No, and why I said deceptive practice in that case is, let's say we've got a hurricane coming, right? A perfect situation. We've got now a hurricane coming and that emergency has been broadcasted to everyone. Now we have gas companies. Now they're able to set the price to whatever they want, right? Now there is no price gouging law, nothing stopping them. What's stopping these actual corporations from going, let's just stop producing gas right now and then just jack up the price as high as we can to take everybody's money at this point. That's a deceptive practice. Sure. Uh, you asked like three separate things there. Uh -huh. so, so we're going to have to hit them all. Uh, number one, the, the government does have laws in place. So there is... There is anti-price gouging laws in place. Perfect. Number two, they cannot set any price that they want even if there wasn't the, the price gouging laws in place. Because remember, although you can put the little numbers on the sign, whatever you want, you're not going to make any sales. If you ask $10 million for a gallon of gas, no one's going to buy it. So, so you're still regulated by the free market as you should. Hold on. You said three <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So I have to say three things. Then the third thing that, that you said, what's keeping... Uh, the gasoline companies from just not producing gasoline so that the, the prices go sky high. Well, simple. If they stop producing, one of their competitors will produce. This is the whole reason why OPEC and, and all the other uh, petroleum-producing countries have to continuously produce because uh, another one will, will fill the gap and, and raise their prices, and then they're out of the market. They're not making any money. So they produce, and then the market, the, the market makes the prices come down a little bit. And even if you don't count all that, even if you just count our gasoline refineries, okay, so this refinery is going to stop. The other refinery is, is just going to keep producing. So now they're just not making any money, and it costs money 
to store the petroleum and even the refined gasoline and, and have uh, the rent paid on your warehouse and stuff like that. They, they just can't. They can't stop. And if they do, because they have some malicious intent or anything, it's not going to work in their favor. Somebody else will take over that market share, and, and that's the end of that. So none of that, what you said, works in reality. It, it actually all works. I like the fact that you started with price gouging laws to prevent it, which I agree with existing. And second, it also jumps on that antitrust law which prevents monopolies because we have to hope that that works as well because otherwise if it's just one company that controls all the oil so we're glad that we also have antitrust laws in place to prevent monopolies but in the event of this case the problem is during emergencies when we have panic and fear we have these irrational actions which will overall force us to do something that we wouldn't normally do now in this case i think by preventing a company from drastically increasing the price not from increasing the price but from drastically doing it from preventing them the benefits of hoarding then by doing that we do allow them to increase the price price does go up it just can't go up an exorbitant amount okay. right so so number one you said, yeah, you know, it's, they had price gouging laws in place, so that's why. No, so when, when I made my examples, I said even if price gouging wasn't a law that they had to contend with. And number two, you're saying antitrust laws. Antitrust laws has nothing to do with this limiting of supply thing that you're mentioning. Th those are there to prevent what people refer to as a monopoly and, yep. and, and uh, business practices that, that are um, deceptive and things like that. Listen, that comes into play when companies are actively trying to damage other companies' business. It's okay to have a monopoly. If you're the, even though legally they're not okay with it, but still, in reality, it's okay to have a monopoly. If that is the only group of people that knows how to do something well, and they do it at a good price, and everybody's perfectly happy to, to patronize that business and enjoy their products, and nobody else enters the field because everybody's like, I don't think I could compete with them, or I don't feel like doing it. It's kind of a dirty job or anything like that. Great, we have a monopoly. It's better than no business whatsoever helping you satisfy that need. And, and, the, uh, and, and the end result is, is still the same. You, you have the free market dictating the prices. The, oh, and then you mentioned hoarding. Come on, what is really hoarding, okay? If you're a business, you have no choice but to store the products that, that you sell. So, so you're going to call Publix a hoarder of food? You're going to call CVS a hoarder of medicine? You're going to call Foot Locker a hoarder of shoes? No. A, a hoarder specifically refers to the, the strange psychological condition where people have a, a need to purchase and store products that don't benefit them in any way to the point where they can't even live in their own home. That's something totally different. That has nothing to do with the free market. When the emergency comes in, that mentality does get triggered. Just like during this COVID pandemic where people started hoarding. And Fine. that's why Fine. I you're, said... You're talking about... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you said. yeah, that's why I'm saying price gouging is only regulated around these emergency situations that force that hoarding mentality, that panic mentality. Okay. And that's why I'm saying it's okay. Okay, I got you, I got you. So you're talking about the, the mini short-term hoarding of just a specific commodity or whatever because of the emergency. Exactly. And, and then the price gouging you're saying. So, no, no, price gouging laws are always there. We, we always have them. You know? So if like tomorrow you walk into your grocery store and they're charging $120 for the cheap cut of steak, th there is a law that, that covers that, unfortunately. But in any case... So, no, that's, in fact, 
one of the best arguments you can make for what people term as price gouging, but what is actually free market uh, um, uh, value, um, uh, you know, the, the, the way that the, the market determines the price, right? So it's, it's a, a fair market determination of the price of the product. So you come in, there's, there's a hurricane, the panic causes what you're referring to as hoarding, which might just be people preparing so they, they know that they're going to need X amount of gallons of gasoline for, for the next month, so they, they're going to get it now before it's not available. So fine. So you, you call it hoarding, I call it preparing. Okay. So now the price starts increasing on the gasoline. And it's no longer an organic increase. It, it shoots up, right? It goes from one day to the next. It stops increasing by 50 cents. Now it increases by like $20. So now it's, it's like $25 a gallon. And, and everybody points their finger and says, price gouger, price gouger, to, to the person operating the, ga the gas station. But it's, it's not price gouging. Everybody's been utilizing the commodity. The commodity has a, a, a limited amount of it available. It's a finite resource. More of it is not going to come in until maybe three months down the line. So sure, it might be widely available and, and people will feel that there's no need to price gouge, but for the next three months, it's limited. So now you, you're, you're complaining about the price, so you don't buy it, right? And that's how the free market works. You don't have to buy it, so you don't buy it. But the person, so, so, so you as the one who's going to drive around sightseeing all the destruction from the hurricane or whatever, you don't make the purchase because it's not worth it, $25 a gallon, just to drive around and see some fallen trees. So you stay home, you w watch TV or something instead, and then the person who needs to drive his grandmother to the, uh, you know, the emergency room or something because she's, she's having an issue... He's, he gets into his car, he turns it on, he has her in the passenger seat, he starts driving, he notices the little ding, he's on E. So he goes to the gas station, he sees his $25, he's like, oh man, that, that's pretty bad, but okay. He fills up his, his tank, he, he buys maybe two or three gallons, and he drives his grandmother to the hospital, she's saved, everybody's great, he gets to go home again, she, she feels better, everything is fine. And do you really think that he's going to begrudge the gas station paying them $75 to save his grandmother when if they hadn't raised the price to $25 a gallon, everybody else would have would have taken all the gasoline from the station? Yeah, well, that's a good example. If he can afford the $25, if he can't afford it, then grandma's going to die, right? So at that point, that's why the price gouging laws are in place where it's, hey, you can increase the price, but if you're going to increase it to X amount or 25, 30, 50% over, then no, you're gouging. It's during an emergency, a limit on how much you can increase the price though. When everybody's preparing, sure, you can increase the price 20%, you make a greater profit, but at the end of the day, you can't go 100%. You're not you're just trying to benefit yourself. You're not trying to keep the, the gas in store for people who need it. Otherwise, maybe you do something other than price. Maybe you try to be a good citizen and say, hey, you know what? It's only for emergency people. Kind of like with the mask where they try to re reserve them for hospital staff. There's better ways to do it than to jack the price up 2,000%. So that's why I'm saying, whereas it's taking advantage of an emotional state of panic, right? So now... 
if someone's starting to panic and they're going to go out and they're going to get something because of it because they're in a panicked state you know what you don't get to take advantage of them you can you want your profit sure do a 15 percent profit if you actually sell out all that product congratulations you just made more profit than you were going to make and you can start Again, manufacturing even quicker because there's more profit to be made. So you're going to keep it flowing in, right? At no, the you end can't of the do that day. Because if this happened during an emergency, you can't up your production because as soon as the emergency is over, the, su the supply and demand reverts back to normal. Exactly. So, so take your 20% profit as a good, then produce the normal amount as a good supplier. You still made 20% well, profit. As I said before, if the person at the gas station charged too much, he wouldn't be able to sell the gasoline. The market determines the price. Then you said, okay, well, if, if it's $25 and the guy can't afford it, he's, he can't take his grandmother to, to the hospital. Sure, but he also wouldn't have been able to take his grandmother to the hospital when there's no gasoline available. Exactly. So that's my point. In the case, if, if he can't either way, then you know what? Why should he, why should he be able to do he has a better opportunity. The chances are better when the gas is actually there. At least he can say, oh, I'll put it on a credit card or I'll borrow the money or, you know, maybe I'll negotiate with the gas station attendant. I he has options when there's actually gas then there. Then he should have prepared before with everybody else. Back when the emergency yes, was starting. Yes, he should starting. have prepared, but isn't he glad that, that, you know, the free market determined a higher price? So the free market then should be used to benefit the successful as opposed to, you know what, everyone has a fair chance. When How does this the benefit gouging. the successful? This is just benefiting someone in need. No, in this case, by having the price regulated, everyone that can go and prepare if you go in first then you're going to get it if you don't go in first then you don't get it as opposed to if you can pay the exorbitant amount then you get it if you can't pay the exorbitant amount then grandma dies there's a difference but it's always like that if if there's no commodity available she has no chance of survival but when the commodity is available at, at a certain price, even if it's a high price, you have options. But here's the thing. When the commodity is available, at the end of the day, during these hurricanes, when you do allow them to increase the price, the commodity still goes away. So like it or not, everybody still buys out the gas. The only difference is that gas company made 50 times the profit no, no, no. as opposed to before. No, because by raising the price, you're allocating the commodity to the people who, who are willing to pay the most amount for it, which by nature means the, the people who need it the most. For example, are you right now willing to pay, what's the price of palladium, like $2,500 an ounce? Do you want to buy a little silver disc of palladium for $2,500? Well, right now, no, but I can tell you if they increase the price of $25 for gas, everyone's still going to buy. The gas company is okay, still going to run I'm out of gas. You, I'm asking you about the palladium, right? Would you would you buy a little tiny circle for $2,500? No. Okay, you're saying no because you have no use for it. But the reason it, it reached a price of $2,500 and rhodium $10,000 sure. is because people have a need for it. So if they had continued to sell, because remember, all of these items didn't start at $2,500 or $10,000. Yeah. They started at $20, right? So... They started selling it. People bought it just, you know, that's a, that $20 is a cute little knickknack, whatever, you know. And then it started going up in price. And then eventually, people realized, oh, I can use rhodium to make acids in an industrial scale. Sure. I can use palladium 
to remove uh, toxins from the exhaust of, of cars. Absolutely. Okay? So prices started going up because there's a, a need for it and everything. If they had left the price at $20 and you still have random people buying it for 20 just to sit on a shelf and, and do nothing and, and whatever, what, what are the industries going to do? You know, what are you going to do without the ability to, to get acid? You may not need the acid yourself, yeah. but you need the product the products that were made with the acid. Yes. You may not need the palladium directly yourself, but you need the cars yeah. you know, to have uh, exhaust systems that provide clean air for everybody. So that's why the prices went up. Are you going to call that price gouging? I call that free market pricing. No, but there's a difference between taking advantage of a state of panic during an emergency or leading up to an emergency. And after, here's the thing. I love the grandma analogy. You know what? Everyone goes, the price increases by 15%, which they're allowed to do. And then everyone goes and gets gas. Gas is sold out, as you put it. Grandma needs to go to the hospital. Call an ambulance. Or... Someone with the resource may be able to donate the resource. It is fair. I'm glad you mentioned the ambulance thing. Exactly. Right? But even without so, the ambulance, it's fair. But yes, let's let's use the ambulance analogy, right? And then if you say to me that the gas station or the gas company goes, you know what? Like with the mask during COVID, says we're going to give priority to ambulance and emergency workers. So they do store resources for those people. That's much better than saying, hey, feel free to price gouge. No. So, so you're, you know, just because the, there's the injection of the panic in, of the situation, that's more reason to have the free market increase the price on something. It's still the same scenario, whether you're panicking or not. It's still limited resources. Uh, some people need it more than others. Price goes up to match the need. And then you mentioned the ambulance. Okay, fine. Yes, that's another alternative. He can call the ambulance. But where's the ambulance going to get the gas? Because the ambulance during an emergency such as a hurricane, has already been driving around all over the place to help all the people that have been injured to the point where they use all of their reserves and, mm -hmm. and they, they need more gas. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? They're one of the deepest pockets, the hospitals, right? So they're going to go and, and they're going to get their gas at $25, $50 a gallon, and it's going to serve the community just fine. And nobody's going to care that they paid $50 a gallon of gas but they're going to care that they were able to get to their house and save them from the heart attack or whatever was happening. So again, this thing that you call price gouging, which I call free market pricing, comes to save the day. No, I don't think it comes to save the day at all. I think personally and, and perfectly in, in the system I'm right gonna now. I'm going to call it the Superman price. Like with the masks and everything else, where they take some of the resources and allocate it for those emergency response services to provide that protection. And then everyone else, it regulates it perfectly. You get a 15% profit, company gets a profit. You know what company runs out of resource? That means it's a good day. All your products sold. Perfect. Keep the factories running. Keep it coming. And then at the end of the day, gouging benefits only the company. It doesn't benefit anybody else. And the wealthy. Listen, the they, people they that also, can pay the gouging. That's it. They also call it gouging when uh, a pharmaceutical company charges a lot of money for a new medicine that they released or a medicine that, that takes them a lot of effort to produce or something like that. People say, like, like no, we, we should have the, the right to medication. It's, it's part of being human. You're supposed to help us and stuff like that. But people keep failing to understand that, that the way society works is that, sure, everybody should be helping everybody else. But at the same sure. time, they need your support, the pharmaceutical companies, right? If you don't support them with your money to purchase their products, they cannot 
build the building with all the laboratories, mm -hmm. stock the laboratories with the equipment, hire all the scientists because the scientists need to feed themselves. So if they're not doing that as, as you know, they're living, what are they doing, right? They're going to be a woodworker or something and then just do this on, in their spare time. You're not going to get the same quality of medicine. Okay. So they, they sell it to you. And, and then if you put all these laws that cap what you can sell something at, not only are you infringing on on people's freedoms, right? The, the freedom to own their own property, the freedom to sell it at the only the, whatever price they, they deem necessary, but then you're you're gonna give them a disincentive to create something new. So like right now, uh, there was a, a controversy on the epinephrine, the epipen that that people are purchasing. They they they're saying that it was too expensive or something like that. Okay, fine. So you pass laws, you get them to lower the price of the epipen and everything like that. You won your epipen. But now that same company that made the EpiPen, why would they bother making you your cure for cancer during the next 10 years? Because it takes them a long time to, to research the, the cure, to test the cure, to get past the FDA. The FDA is a huge hurdle. The FDA is not just doing good. The FDA is also doing bad for, for medicine. And, and now they're, they're just going to be like, well, we weren't able to sell the last product at a, at a profit that covers all of the... Because remember, they operate at a loss until they get an actual medicine that they can sell at a profit. So that's why that specific medicine is so expensive. It's covering for all of their other failed medicines. So now, you got your EpiPen. Well, now you're not going to get your cancer cure because they're going to be like, well, we can't keep doing this. We're all going to go hungry and, and destitute. So we're just going to become woodworkers or something else. So so what, what do you do about that? Why, why can't they... You know, be uh, what? Well, why? Why is that okay to to price gouge and and well, that's that's not really considered price gouging. I mean, if everyone they were calling it price listen, gouging when they were if arguing. I go and uh, a mint costs one dollar and then I go and it costs six dollars tomorrow, I'm gonna say they gouged it. But legally speaking, are you gonna purchase the mint? Legally speaking, would you purchase though, the mint? Legally speaking, wait, wait, though, would you that's purchase it? Not gouging. That's just me complaining wait, that wait. the price is too high. But this right? was your example. So you went in there, you saw the mint is now six dollars. Yeah. Do you buy it? Probably, because I can afford the six dollars. I just want to complain. Well, then that's a fair but, market price. But that's price. the thing. That's not what price gouging is considered. The guy that comes out with the epipen and sells it. For his price, people scream price gouging, but he's allowed to sell the EpiPen. He's allowed to continue selling it for the price because it's not gouging. Gouging, actually, How, they, so what's look, the difference? they look six months before the emergency is declared. And if between the six months before the emergency and the time of the emergency, you have increased the price of it by more than 20%, then it's considered gouging. I mean, we can't just take what everybody says. But companies raise their gouging. prices by more than 20% from one day to the next. Apple, I'm sure, has had price increases that were and more than 20%. that's why they throw it into an emergency. That's why I'm saying you are arguing every single complaint that a person made about gouging, whether or not they won it, whether or not they went to court, whether or not it was actually shut down and the, the judge says that's not gouging, whether or not anything, every time you've heard the term gouging, you've said that's gouging, but that's not the case. The case is six months before an emergency and during that emergency when people are in that heightened, elevated state, that's when you took advantage of it and you no. tried to increase it. To that's me, when it's seen a deceptive practice. To me... And, and most logical people who, who are aware of how economics works, they're going to say that is when 
This thing that you call price gouging, which is actually free market pricing, shines and is the hero of the day because people are panicking. They're trying, they're purchasing maybe more than what they would need for the next few months. And they're taking away resources from other uh, situations that, that would need it. Ambulances, people driving their grandma, whatever. So during all of this, what comes to the rescue to level it all out? Higher prices. Free market prices. No. It doesn't because you know what I can see. So you these would laws, rather you would rather all the gas runs out, all the groceries run out, everything runs out. These and laws it, are in place currently, and during every hurricane that I've had to survive through, I've they, been able to get gas. No, they run out, and I've the government to has to gas. come in and pass out food and water and and everything else. I've been able to get gas. I've been able to get food without having to go and pay exorbitant prices. Now, if someone waits until the last minute when it's all run out, that's their own fault. They should have prepared that means that correctly. It's, that means that it still runs out. So just because you bought it ahead of time doesn't mean that in the situation they run out. And that's why high prices now, save if it, the day. If it exists and people cannot afford it anyways, it may as well have run out. Because no. if the food is priced so high that the poor can't get it, then it's just as bad as it running out and people can't it's get it. Either clearly, way, it's clearly not either just way, as bad. people can't get it. No. The only difference is a certain quality of people can't get it in one case, whereas the a certain Negative. other people can't get it in the Negative. other case. In one case, the people that took too long can't get it. And in the other case, the people that are too poor can't get no. it. So because you know when, what? No, no, no. Because when mean, it, it runs out completely you've wasted it, right? Because maybe some people did do as you're saying and buy too much of it. Then it just goes to waste. They throw it out. It goes bad, whatever. And, and number two, you're telling me that even if you're a poor person, you would rather be in a situation where, where the prices remained fair for all of five minutes as people went and bought it all and, and made it run out and now you can't get any for the next six months and you all die together. Yes. Or rather than the situation where the price was was raised and now the product is at least still in stock. But you can't afford it, so you don't get it. You can't afford it, maybe not at that one moment, but now you know what your goal is, right? Your goal is you want that that ribeye steak or whatever it is, right? And you're like, okay, well now the ribeye costs $50 a pound. So you know what your goal. Your, your goal is to go out there and earn $50. Yeah, but the emergency is right around the corner. So you can't just go out there and earn $50. What do you That's mean? My point. During an emergency like a hurricane, you can go and clear palm trees from people's lawns and that, all sorts of stuff. That's after the emergency. And you can but, live for like two weeks without eating. So you have plenty of time to earn the $50. Isn't that 10,000 I mean, times better you than have dying already, at the end of the two weeks because have, there's no food at all? You have already hit the nail on the head in your situation it stays enough resource stays there for the wealthy that can afford the gouged price in the other one everyone had a fair shot to get it and if you were the last one there and you didn't get it well you have to do without it so you're just saying it should be a scenario where you know everybody stands in a line and then the gun goes off and they start sprinting towards well, the food there's an emergency coming you know the hurricane's on the way you get out there you get your gas you get your food you get everything you need and you get back in without the gouged prices That's to, me, what I'm to me it sounds like you're doing just a different kind of what you call gouging you're preemptively gouging you're you're just gathering all the goods and saying like you know everybody else fend for themselves and and I don't see the difference because it still amounts to to something similar 
Only a few people are going to get it, except in your case, it doesn't matter who truly needs it. It just matters who's really able to go and get it first. Whereas in my scenario, it's it a still doesn't matter who really in my scenario. In my scenario, not only does it remain available, it remains available to everyone, and only those who are really in need of it are going to be willing to pay those prices. Only those that are able to afford it. It's that's not the really way. The, in, look, I'm it, sorry. I'm sorry. That's the way the world works. Not it, right now. Hold on. It always is that way. It's always who can afford it, okay? Because when you go to a car dealership mm -hmm. and you look at the cars there on the lot, they, they usually have a subcompact with hardly any options, mm -hmm. and they have a few options in the middle, and then they have this, this big full-size sedan with every option and all glossy paint and the paint is like, you know, 50 microns thick and 12 layers of gloss on top of it and clear coat. And it, it looks and smells delicious because they use like Napa leather or, or some full grain leather that's even better than Napa that, that, that you can see the, 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 the branding that was on the, the cow at the time that it was slaughtered and the, the, the hide was removed and vegetable tanned and everything's perfect. So why can't I... Why can't I just go in there and, and get the uh, the full-size sedan? W w why is it that I have to be able to afford it? Why do I have to be stuck with the subcompact Kia Forte? Why can't I have the, the, the Honda Accord Sport? During an emergency, this is completely different from your situation. I like that you're trying to throw it out, but here's the thing. I don't see them having hurricane the way prices. The world, they don't have hurricane prices the way the at the world dealership. Works right now is fine with these price gouging laws. It works perfectly. During the time of the hurricane, you cannot jack the prices Has up. anybody felt not gouged when they went to a car dealership and purchased a car? Anybody at all, okay? Why are there no hurricane pricing specials well, at, at, the, at the car dealership? If you know? the car dealership decided to jack the price up right at the hurricane to $800,000, or whatever, they should also get charged with gouging. At this point, it doesn't matter. You're saying it's not natural. It's currently our system, and it works perfectly fine. It works good. It prevents companies. You know what? It also prevents the individuals that decide, I want to go and buy out all the gas and then jack it up because you can't do that. No. Do you know Price what prevents, gouging do you know is what, not allowed. Do you know what prevents people from doing that? It's very simple. Number one, the fact that more gas is on the way. Number two, the fact that it's very difficult to gather and store gasoline. Number three, that it's also difficult to start selling said gasoline. Okay, there, there's a million reasons why. None of this stuff that you're saying makes any sense. Free market what I'm saying is what we should is all not about want. making sense or not. It works perfectly. It's currently in existence. It's in effect in almost every state, and it works. The results are there during. These emergencies, none of these big corporations can get too greedy and start jacking up prices for so, profits. So let me, let me ask you a question, okay? So, so this is the government that you keep talking about, coming to the rescue with all their price gouging laws and everything else, okay? It's, it's, it's just, none of it makes any sense. Why is it that during said emergency, you, you go to buy gas, right? I don't know if everybody knows this or not, but let me, let me preface this by saying that there is a hidden tax on gasoline. Okay. Anything else that you buy, food, clothing, whatever, you go there, they tell you, you've been charged 8% sales tax, whatever it is mm -hmm. in your state, 8, 12, 10, whatever sure. it is. And you're like, government, and, and you, you pay it, but you at least see it. With gasoline, you're paying it. 
you don't know you're paying it, but it's it's roped in there. That's one of their few exceptions that they allow where where you don't have to tell the consumer that they're being charged a tax. Okay. Probably because this tax goes right into their coffers for whatever craziness they want to do Absolutely. that doesn't have to be allocated to anything specific. So how come during this emergency where you know the, the poor guy just trying to make a living and make sure he still has enough product left to, to sell to people throughout the event as opposed to just on the first day, he, he's raising his prices, he's not allowed to, but why is the government still allowed to charge their tax? Why can't they give people relief by removing their tax? So they're, they're willing to say, no, bad person, you can't raise prices, but they never lower their prices. During an emergency, I do not think that the government should be allowed to raise their taxes more than 15% either. Again, hold them by accountable. I'm not asking any of these corporations, you, you whether what, you're you know selling, whether you're selling spaghetti or canned tuna or gas, during an emergency, you should not be allowed to drastically increase the price. That's listen, it. listen, that is That's the it. best time to increase the price. No. And not only that, there's always going to be an emergency. Look, look at when we're recording this, okay? We have global pandemic, then we have riots, then we have a global financial disaster. Before that, we had the, the recession with the housing market. There's always an emergency. Hurricane, sinkhole, earthquake, uh, forest fire. There's, sure. there's always something. Food short. Now they, they have uh, the locusts in, in Africa destroying all of their crops. There's always going to be an emergency. That's literally the point of the free market valuations of prices. Declared an emergency by the state. And absolutely. Yes, I'm yes. You can read me the actual jargon from the law. It makes no difference in the way that it works. The free works. market is what should determine the price, not a bureaucrat in an office that has no idea how any of these things function. Yet, it works perfectly fine as far as I'm aware. It doesn't work perfectly fine. What? While there's no emergency, free market runs supreme. While people aren't in that heightened panic state, free market I'll tell you exactly why. Thing. I'll tell you exactly why the government does it, okay? You have the emergency. Remember, the government always wants more power, mm -hmm. and they want people to be dependent on them. Sure. So during the emergency... Yes, the free market could easily handle it. You have people that have been prepared. You have businesses that raise prices. You have other people that are willing to overcome the barriers of delivering the commodities at higher prices. So you can even still get imports. People will find a way. The private helicopter, drones, whatever, sure. it, whatever it takes. They'll find a way. But they, they only do it when they can get compensated an equal amount. Because to fly a helicopter is like $400 an hour worth of fuel. Okay? Mm -hmm. So... Why does the government do this then? Why do they say, yes, limit your prices, run out of all the commodities within the first day so that people start having trouble with food and gasoline, power, and, and everything within the first you know, week or two of this emergency? Well, because now you need the government. Now, the government can come in and say, hey, look, all that tax money that we stole from you and, and extorted from you at, at gunpoint... We're, we're not, look, look at it, go to work. Here come the FEMA trucks. Hey. We're the saviors. And it's like, we didn't need you to save us. We needed you to stay out of it. If you would have stayed out of it, there would have been no need for the FEMA trucks or all the other taxes you collected from us this entire time. Now, as far as I'm concerned, the law in place right now, it works. These corrupt corporate entities are forced during an emergency only to not be able to jack those prices up. And at the end of the day, they increase it by 15%. They make their profit 
15% more than they usually would, which, let's face it, these corporations are already running on 300% profit you, you, anyways. Whatever you're saying right now, you totally missed the point of what I just said. Yeah, you're now you trying still, to turn still this out against, of the commodity. And you know what? Everyone has the fair chance. We've gone in circles on this like three or four times. The laws are in place. The laws are working. 15% they're able to oh, get look, an increase. Look, the jurors, the jurors are already raising their little signs. They say yeah. that they're, they're siding with me. They no, finally understand how already, the free market works. They've already sided with me on this one. Honestly, it works perfectly. The only person this affects right now oh, is the corporation unable to jack their prices You up. implemented a government law on the jury forcing them to vote for something specific. I see, I see. So they couldn't make up their own I minds prevent, and side with I me. prevented you from during this elevated emotional state of our jury from taking full advantage exactly. and gouging them you, you into hear, your way of thought. You hear that, jury? He doesn't believe that people can make sound decisions during hard times. You know what? Let's just have them make their decision. Was your favorite advocate arguing on your behalf or have you discovered a new respect for the opposite view?